One type of athlete that you can hire is guys that have climbed Mount Everest, and they go and like talk to like businesses to like motivate them because it's relatable. <laughs> it's <laughs> that's like it's not relatable at all. This guy climbed Mount Everest, and he's going to try to talk to people that are trying to park as close as they can to the building. Hello, hello, and welcome back or welcome to season 14 of the Raise Your Game Show, a podcast dedicated to providing you with practical, actionable ideas, concepts, and strategies to help you improve your individual productivity and your team's organizational performance. I'm your host, Alan Stein Jr., corporate keynote speaker and the author of two books, Raise Your Game, High Performance Secrets from the Best of the Best, and Sustain Your Game, High Performance Keys to Manage Stress avoid stagnation, and beat burnout. In this season, I'll share the most impactful lessons I teach on stage, along with exclusive commentary to arm you with the tools you need to level up your habits, mindset, focus, and self-awareness. Each episode will be short and sweet and concise by design. Each featured lesson was pulled from a video on my YouTube channel. You can find the link in the show notes. If you like what you hear, in addition to sharing this podcast episode, I want to also encourage you to check out youtube.com backslash Jr. Hit subscribe and share your favorite videos with your friends, colleagues, and social following. Remember, a candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. All right, let's get on with today's episode. Holding someone accountable is the best gift that you can give them. Because ultimately when you hold a teammate accountable, a hold a family member accountable, you're telling them, I care so much about you and I care so much about us that I'm not gonna let you slide. I'm not gonna let you get away with doing less than your best. I'm not gonna let you get away with having a bad attitude. I'm not gonna let you get away by stepping out of bounds. I care so much about you and I care so much about us that I'm gonna give you the gift of accountability. And ultimately, that's what accountability is. Accountability is a gift. Now, it doesn't always feel that way when we're on the receiving end of it, but if you can get everyone on your team or in your organization to realize that when a teammate cares enough to hold them accountable, that is how you protect the sanctity of the locker room, as we say. That is how you protect your culture. And average organizations have what's called vertical accountability. That means the person at the top holds everybody else accountable. You do what I say or you're in a little bit of trouble. That is mediocre at best. What thriving organizations do, thriving teams and remarkable cultures is they also have horizontal and diagonal accountability, which means everybody holds everyone accountable. Not only does everyone hold everyone accountable, they have an obligation to do so. Because when they sign up to be a part of your team, they are signing up to trade some of the me for the we. They are deciding to invest in themselves to make those around them better. And in order to do that, we have to hold each other accountable. Which means it does not matter where you fall on the org chart. If you are part of that team, you have a responsibility, you have a right, and you have an obligation to hold everyone else accountable to the collective standards that you've created. 
And when we can get everyone on the team to be just as open to receiving that accountability as they may be to delivering that accountability, now we've got something special. And what happens a lot of times when you're being held accountable by a teammate is we often make a complaint or we blame or we make an excuse. We resort and default to a trilogy of things that does not help the situation. So we need to make sure that we create a culture that embraces accountability as a great thing. See, a lot of people hear the word discipline. This happens a lot with children. Children hear the word discipline and they have a negative connotation of that word. They believe discipline means punishment. I don't believe that at all. I believe discipline is the key to freedom. That if you're willing to be highly self-disciplined, you can have anything and everything that you want in life if you're willing to exercise that. And I believe the same thing about accountability. Accountability is not just about catching people doing things wrong. It's also about catching your teammates doing things right. And when you catch them doing things right, you praise them, you acknowledge them, you call them out. And you appreciate them with specificity in a customized way that makes them feel great about what it was that they just did to contribute to your culture. That clip was from a keynote I delivered in Michigan in the summer of 2020, one of the rare in-person events I did during the height of the pandemic. And while a lot has changed in the world since then, I still stand behind every word I said. A team's ability to hold each other accountable to a high standard of excellence is one of the top separators in both business and in sports. Leaders that develop a culture of accountability, where everyone on the team openly gives and receives honest feedback, creates a culture of high performance. When members of your team view accountability as a gift and acknowledge that holding them accountable is something you do for them, not something you do to them, you have created an environment where showing up as the best version of yourself and showing up prepared to make a maximum contribution is the norm, not the exception. And that is what winning teams do. I define culture as how aligned your team's beliefs are with their behavior. Teams that behave the way they believe far outperform teams that only talk about it. And the glue that binds beliefs and behaviors is accountability. But before you can hold someone on your team accountable, you have to clearly articulate what you are holding them accountable for and your exact expectations and standards. It wouldn't be fair to hold someone accountable to something they were oblivious to or something they were unaware of. Here's an example. I'm an amicably divorced father of three. I have 13-year-old twin sons and a 10-year-old daughter. A few months ago, I had my kids over for dinner. When they were done, I asked my son Luke to clean the table. After he rolled his eyes at me, he quickly grabbed the plates, utensils, and glasses, threw them in the kitchen sink, and went in his room to play Fortnite. And I found myself momentarily frustrated, because that is not how I define cleaning the table. You see, I define cleaning the table as carefully picking up the plates, utensils, and glasses, using a sponge to rinse them off in the kitchen sink, lining them up neatly in the dishwasher, then taking a clean sponge and wiping off the table. And if you knock any crumbs on the ground, we sweep them up. That is how I define cleaning the table. But before I could get upset at Luke, I started to smile because I realized in that moment, the failure was 100% on me, not on Luke. I failed to clearly define what I meant by clean the table. I left it ambiguous. I left it up to Luke to define. And if you know anything about 12-year-old boys, you'll most likely agree the way Luke cleaned the table was in perfect alignment with how 12-year-olds define clean with how 12-year-olds view the world. 
He actually did exactly what he thought I wanted him to do. So it wouldn't have been fair for me to scold him. So being the type of father I am, after my realization, I brought all three of my kids out to the kitchen and gave them a masterclass on what I mean when I say, please clean the table. And guess what? It's never been a problem since. My children now know exactly what I mean when I say clean the table, and they know I will hold them accountable to that. And that is the true essence of accountability. Clarify your expectations and clearly articulate your standard of excellence, and then hold your people to it. Once you've done that, then you need to view every single behavior on your team as something you accept or something you correct. There is nothing in between. When team members behave in a manner that is in alignment with your vision, mission, core values, and standards, then make sure you acknowledge them and praise them, as that which gets praised gets repeated. When team members behave in a way that is not in alignment with your vision, mission, core values, and standards, then make sure you care enough about them and care enough about the team to correct it and to coach them up. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope it helped you raise your game. If you're interested in learning how I can deliver messages like this to your team or at your next event, please visit allensteinjr.com and hit the contact tab in the upper right corner. If you found this episode helpful, would you be open-minded to supporting the show? Would you be kind enough to take 30 seconds and leave us a rating and review? That helps support the show's mission and message more than you know. Can't knock the hustle. Can't knock the hustle. Can't knock the hustle.